All right. Well, uh, got Whitey back. Uh, got some positive feedback on last Wednesday or Tuesday. So um, we're bringing him back in. Whitey, welcome back. What's to the up? Show. Hey, appreciate it, man. Glad to be here. Glad. I don't know that I would be here if things went like I thought they were going to go in the first five minutes of that game. Yeah, the opening drive was concerning, and then losing your starting quarterback on the second series for us was also very concerning. It it was a it was it was ugly, um, but to what we said last week, you got to learn to win as a team. Um, I'm not too caught up in, dude. If you win a game when you play ninety percent of it with your backup quarterback. That is fantastic. I can't think of how many times I've seen teams that are far superior go into a game. I mean, Neil had to scrap his game plan. I think he said after the game he had to cut his sheet in half, which yep. his sheet's his sheet's about twelve lines long anyway. It's like the so, old Tech Mobile playbook. Yeah, dude. Like, how many times did we run that that short zone with the tight end in motion? I I, I know we ran it, and I was one here last week saying that. If we ran the zone, I don't care if we run the same play every time. He he might be fucking listening to your podcast because <laughs> I think you're in the same play about 50 times. But uh, before I get too far into this, I just want to recap the weekend overall. The theme was shit at my house. So Saturday night, I wasn't able to go to the game. My wife worked. She didn't get home till 630. And if I go to a game, I'm not walking into the stadium as I arrive. So I'm watching the game on the deck, which is I love it there. I, I can watch it by myself. I can focus. I can rewind shit. Nobody's, I don't have to appease anyone else's speed, but I had made some oven pizza. So I was going to enjoy that. And I was too stressed out to eat really <clears throat> before the game. I was more focused on the whiskey. So I come back in after the game, a little victory cigar. It's like, I don't know, 1130. And um, my pizza's gone. And I think, man, maybe Emily put it away. So I look for it. No sign of it. The parchment paper that I made it on a pizza stand, it was gone. My dogs got the pizza off of the oven and ate the entire fucking thing. <laughs> so, so I'm like, I'm going to know tomorrow how this is going. I wake up. I, I, I camped out on the couch that night. And I wake up at, at 430 in the morning. And it just smells awful. There's diarrhea shit all over my house. So my dogs ate my pizza, and then they shit all over my house all night. Oh, so man, <laughs> yeah. So that was my that was my victory celebration for the uh, for the Mountaineers beating the Panthers. And then we went to the mall Saturday. I took my daughter to kill some time. We and we had to go to the restroom at the mall. And I walk in, and it's one of the most just disgusting smells you've ever smelled in your life. Somebody had to crap so bad they did it in the middle of the floor in the bathroom so <laughs> so eat shit pit dog shit and then mall shit there was Sounds a lot like of a, shit in my life this week shit in pittsburgh <laughs> some <laughs> that's, maniac that's, what a maniac <laughs> i mean i don't know how you walk around the mall after that like it's just like it's a life-changing event like if you have that happen yeah that's a story you tell your friends when you've had like 10 drinks yes like and, and we like, all tell those stories. It's like but. Batman. Alfred says some people just want to watch the world burn. <laughs> yeah. I would, I'll tell you what. I want to catch somebody doing something like that one time in my life 
like somebody keying a car or shitting on the floor in the, in the middle of the bathroom. But just give me one of those. You just rub their nose for life. like a dog. Oh yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take over at that point. You grab them by the scruff of their neck, drag them into the mall with their pants around their feet. But uh, <clears throat> back to the game. I'm gonna ask you something. All three of us were at the game. How did it sound on TV? Sounded great. Okay. Sounded great. And the other thing about watching the game at home, I don't know if you recorded it. Sean McDonough is an assassin. He was shitting on people left and right. Oh, the play-by-play guy? Just called. I mean, you would think that Phil Dracovic took his kid's position on the team. <laughs> like, I mean, Phil, God bless that kid. I almost felt bad for him. Um, I watched that kid play in high school up here. He went to North Allegheny. He was a major recruit. Went to Notre Dame. Balled out a little bit at Boston College. But something's not jiving there. I mean, they're going to. I, the first thing I do when my team wins a major game, I'm a jerk by nature, so I immediately scour the opposition's Twitter feeds oh, to yeah. watch their fans cave in, right? Yeah, That's, you need, need that Sinead and Freud. Man, they're going for that guy's neck. Yeah, they It's are. rough. It's, kinda, it's rough, but... Kind of don't blame him, because he's been all... No. But that, I, was, that was putrid. Now, I'm, I don't want to take any credit away from our defense. They were flying around, but... I mean... They couldn't do anything. We dared them to throw the ball um, to an extent. I mean, West Virginia's secondary being on the field is daring the other team to throw the ball. That is true. So, <laughs> which, they look by the good, way, though. They look good. They were they in position. Fun. And, they uh, look fun. Someone, they look said, fun. someone said the pit passing game is elementary, and that's even being <clears throat> generous. But I thought well, Pitt, and you know Pitt, Pitt's physical. They want to play physical. They always have big guy. Like, they're a bigger team. And I think they expected to push us around. And they did on the first series. But after that, we kind of settled down. Neil said they made some adjustments and corrected some, some things. And then after that, I think they had 67 yards on the first drive rushing. And for the rest of the game, they had like 65 yards. So we shut it was them down. along those lines. I, I was – 85 and they stalled out inside the 10 or, or 25. It was, it was a rough start. And, yeah. and I was very aware that they were just running it down our throat, but I don't know. And then we injured their linemen. We were just kind of beating them up at the end of the game. It was yeah. nice to see. That's what it's I thought too. They were, they were kind of dropping like flies and you, I, you know, line play probably better than most, but how did our O line look? It looked like they were winning the point of attack. I thought it was solid, but man, we were running against a loaded box most of the night. They they were had at least eight guys in the box every play, and we were still getting three, four. But you, it's hard to break the big ones, or there's you know sometimes it's when all the guys are in the boxes when you do break the big one. Um, I thought we stayed between the tackles for the most part. We didn't really try to stretch it out. Um, I wonder if that's something that will. You know, we got it on tape now that we can run in between the tackles. Mm-hmm. That opens up some other things for you. So if you want to try to run those stretch zones where you attack the the uh, the tackle position and you read off of that, um, I'm still not sure how we read. I mean, CJ's good at just running into people and watching the bodies fly. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I really like having a – I mean, you remember our backs back in the day when we did this. They were little wispy guys who could slide through. 
Mm-hmm. Steve was at his best when he weighed like 185 pounds on a good day. Uh, Noel Devine was diminutive as they come. Um, I mean, they're hard to I, see I'd back there. Like, I'd still like to see White get some run, man. He's just Jalen Anderson to me is a, he's a good back, but he's kind of like just like a poor man CJ. There's not much change of pace there. It's just the same thing again. I like the ability to bring a guy in who adds a whole new wrinkle now. He's a freshman. Maybe he's fumbling in practice. What the hell do I know? But um, I would like to see them add that dimension to our game. I think that opens up things quite a bit. And I I do think one of the keys to this Texas Tech game is is the intermediate passing game. I watched that Wyoming game just because it was opening week and it's it's an opponent we're going to have. I think you got to – the ability to attack them. Their linebackers have to cheat up for, for to stop the run. I think we're going to be able to dump it off to the tight ends. I think I saw – and then I might be wrong. I looked these numbers up earlier. But um, of 18 completions, Wyoming had eight of them to tight ends. And, um, and we got Oregon a tight end. All over, huh? We got a tight end. Well, that's the other thing. And, dude, were we playing like – Three sometimes? I think so. I know we pulled two on a couple plays, and I was like, I, I don't know if I've ever seen us do anything like that ever. I'm good with that. When we, when we started winning with Rashid, Navon, and Quincy, we were in ace almost exclusively for a while. And I love that because it's a balanced line. I love Is that double playing, tight? Yeah, that's it. Okay. That's ace formation. It's like 21 personnel. So you got one receiver. Not much of a threat to do anything with that, which we didn't back in the day. But it seems to fit our profile right now because we sure as shit seem scared to throw the ball. Yeah, I think once Green <clears throat> went down and we kind of got into the flow of the game, we pretty much determined that the first one to 17 would win. Like, there weren't a lot of points out there to be had. No, once we got once we got our little lead, we, we treated the rest of the game like a three-minute drill with the lead it's like two first downs when we win the game yeah and you can do that now with the clock rules it's it's amazing how they managed to turn that into a three-hour game though that game should have been over at 10 p.m well i'd leave the you know i'd walk inside to do something come back outside and there was a timeout and i'm like shit did we score did we punt and we still had the ball no someone like, had a cramp and they stopped the game for three minutes every single fucking time <laughs> they did do that a lot they, they, yeah. they tried to get every minute out of that game that could but um, uh, I was rooting for the clock like hell. I'll tell you this. It's going to be tough to come back. Yes. I don't think we're a team that's really designed to do that right now anyway. But um, if you get down two or three touchdowns in the second half of a ball game, <laughs> good luck. Right. I... And there's a lot of there's a lot of people. But we're, we're kind of masochist West Virginia fans by nature. A um, little self-loathing there. Um, there's a lot of folks who want to pick the win apart and stuff. We beat our arch rivals 17 to six in a game where our starting quarterback went out in the first half of the first quarter, Alabama. It took everything Alabama had to beat UC USF. Um, what, uh, 17 Michigan state is firing their coach today. Yep. Um, there's a lot of major teams in hell, a lot worse shape than us. And I saw a thing at the beginning of the year where we're the worst major conference team in america i think we've already proven that that's not the case so no i mean it's it's all i mean i pounded that 
5.5 wins at the beginning of the season. I got a Honda on that. I'm not a big time gambler, but that seemed like easy money. Hopefully, yeah. I'm not crazy because I'll tell you one thing. God help us if this other quarterback goes down. I don't know what we do. Maybe we've got a true freshman backup listed. Can CJ play quarterback? I think you got to run. I was talking to Reed about this today. I think you run Wildcat. That'd be. I I don't know what you do. That'd be. That's the worst, absolute worst case scenario. I get that ankle fixed. I I I just like it that we. I think both teams wanted to make it a physical game because everyone knows our, the strength of our team is the offensive line and the running game. And I think we came out on top. I think we kicked their ass physically. By the second, towards the end of the second half, they were worn out. Their guys were dropping like flies. And I, I said this on the regular show, you know, their number zero for them, the defensive lineman, he tried to sling Frazier down. And it just it just reeked of frustration. Like this guy has been beating on me the whole game. And our our line's standing up. I mean I remember last year you'd get upset and want to blame somebody and you couldn't keep up with who was in the game mm-hmm. because we were rotating guys out. Our our core five right now is pretty strong. It's it's hard to tell how much rotating they're doing, but the three West Virginia boys are impressive. Um that's as good as three guys from West Virginia since 88 had some Mountaineers, some West Virginia boys on the line. I know we've had some <clears throat> Sugar Bowl year. We had a few WV boys, but um, it, it's good to see some in-state guys winning. I, I heard you guys talking about a guy down in Charleston who's a, a blue chip recruit. Yeah, at Hurricane. We don't usually do too good of a job of getting those. And God damn, that guy from Huntington turned out to be good, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're talking about. Uh, I, I read his rookie report each week. The uh, what's his name? Don Wright. No, right. What's his yeah, name? he's yeah. Is he starting for the Bears? Yeah, they picked him like fourteenth. Uh huh. He was a Jeremy I mean, Pruitt recruit, so I'm I'm sure there might have been some extra stuff going on there. Wouldn't surprise <laughs> me. Before it was before it was permitted. Yeah, before it was allowed. Which it's kind of funny that Alabama's taken a step back since all this has started. Since everybody else can pay guys now? Yeah, what do I know? <laughs> I saw that we are projected, I mean, three games in, but Brett McMurphy, we're projected to uh, play Auburn in a ball game in the um, – Gasparilla Bowl. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. I remember a mutual college friend of ours always wanting to bring us down there for that thing, <laughs> that Gasparilla. Apparently, that's a hell of a good time. I've never been there. That, that might be one worth looking into. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I'd be thrilled if we're just going to have that conversation. That'd be nice. And it might be a little premature, but I think a, a if, bowl game. If, we win I mean, this, if we win this week, <clears throat> we're in really good shape. I think this one's a real tough game for us. I yeah. think this is a bet. They're not a good matchup for us. There's a reason they kick our ass most of the time. Um, they're going to throw a ball 40, 45 times. Um, we have to run the ball. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. The recipe's there. Wyoming was outgained by 100 yards against them, won the game. Had two more, had an extra turnover than they did. But if you control the ball, they will press. These these spread it, sling it teams, if they don't have 30 points by halftime, which, goddamn, they've done that to us a few times. I remember a couple of years ago, they had 21 points before the game started. 
I remember that was Neil's first year. I remember he apologized to the fans at halftime. They just came out. We were not ready to play. But they've done that other times to us too. Like mm-hmm. we we went down there when we thought we were a top five team, and they accidentally blew the doors off of us. And I think ROC was calling the plays for that team, right? Yep, Neil Brown. Yeah, I don't. I have not seen that. We never saw. <laughs> so well, Deggy Deggy's brother was their quarterback. I remember that guy. Yeah, and I don't think our Daggy ever did Seth? anything like that. I believe you're right. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bad day. <clears throat> that was a welcome to the Big Twelve moment for us, I think. Yeah, I I tell you who, I did. I'm just so happy with the defensive line. I, I'm surprised. Very very surprised. I, very. I mean, these are very normal looking dudes, but. Uh, I was talking to Reed, number 54. He's the uh, transfer from Penn State. Okay. That guy's a bad son of a bitch. He was throwing people around. And uh, I'm, some of the guys that I had written down stuff about are backups, which I never – it's been a while since we've had that kind of depth. It has. But, um, and you lose Stills and Jordan Jefferson to the transfer portal, and somehow we're deeper. Well, and that's another thing. Well, sometimes it's good if you're not relying and, and you're rotating guys. Uh-huh. But these guys run a no huddle. So it's going to be tougher to do that. The Georgia guy, he's he's playing his ass off. He's a uh, he's number three. He's a defensive end. He's got okay. he's Sean Martin's backup. He didn't get on the field a ton. And then uh, I Vistanarian, however you say Vist- that guy's yeah, name. Yeah, I think he's the guy from Sweden. He's just Finland. He, he's he's a nose guard man. He's just eating shit. Like he and Mike Lockhart. Their job is to just eat shit. Uh, that's what Reed Reed will say to the you know, the, the reason he was able to be successful was because of Chris Neald. So you need to have those kind of guys that can just grab a hold of two people and not get knocked on their ass. Yeah. And and, and it seems a few their job is not to make tackles, it's to absorb blows. And that's a tough ass position to play. I got nothing with respect. Uh, what I, when I was getting recruited by Pittsburgh, they wanted me to play defensive line. There's some glamour to that. Like you can make tackles, you get recognition. And um, one of the other guys that was recruiting me was like, "You'd have to be half fucking crazy to play defensive line." I'm like, "Well, what do you mean?" He's like, "He's like, there's two or three guys hitting you every play, and they get to hit you in the knees if they want." And I'm like, "It's a great point." I kind of rolled it out right then because <laughs> Pitt, Pitt was kind of, which position do you want to play? Do you want to play defense or offense? And I'm like, you know, offense. <laughs> Cause that guy told me some shit that made sense. But, um, yeah, that's, 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 a, I, I don't know that Penn state or Pitt has as much salt for us as we do for them, but that's we Carolina. I've seen three or four different clips of it. And there's a movement online now to do that at the end of the third quarter, every game. Um, I, I don't think we need to do that. But I'm not opposed to coming up with something at the end of the third quarter other than band music. Yeah. I remember we, we went to Camp Randall, and um, they do jump around. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Well, that's their thing, isn't it? That it is. And it's 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 crazy. They have a huge student section. I think they're one of those schools with with a ton of, you know, a ton of student body. So their student section's like twenty thousand or so. And when they're jumping, you can feel it. So it was, it, and they were good back then. It, shit, they've been good more often than they're not. But 
Very true. I don't it's, know. Are they down this year? Don't even know. Don't even know. Haven't even really started to peek around at the other conferences yet. I got tunnel vision in the Big 12. I do. I watch the major games, but man, I'll tell you this too. I don't, there's not been a lot of good games yet. This weekend has potential to be really good. I don't know if you've looked at the slate yet, but it, it has. Not yet. Good. I've been got, in the rear view. Yeah, I, I didn't really pay attention to anything week one just because <clears throat> Penn State was such a big game. and or You had the – My family renewal. was on a vacation. Yeah. yeah. So we were a little occupied. Right. And it, I didn't really pay attention to anything but that. I was so enamored with us playing Penn State again. Um, I fucked up royally and went to the Duquesne game, and that's going to cost me this game, which was a very poor decision in hindsight. Well, you're excited. Yeah. The weather's always better. Although the weather right now is about perfect. It was perfect Saturday night. Once you got in the stadium and the sun started going down, I mean, it it wasn't hot, hot, but like you were on concrete and in the sun the whole day, and then – you go in and the sun's starting to come down and it gets a little chilly and you're like, man, it is finally football season. So, hey, since we're talking about everything, how and who in the fuck decided it was a good idea for the fraternities to tailgate in the blue lot with the families? That's a great question. I went, I, I went two years ago, a buddy of ours, Wheeze, and uh, Chad. And, and we went and I hadn't been to a game like Sam's wife and kid for years. We're tailgating. Your family was right beside. We went to your tailgate. Yeah. And right b- directly beside of it is the students. And it's absolute bananas that you would put those next to like kids and families and shit. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. It's, it's been, it's been interesting. Let me just tell you that. I know when we were in school, we were not allowed in the blue lot. And then we know now we know why. Yeah, and and I don't begrudge them because they, you know, you want to have a good time. But it, how, how filtered are we on this show? Not filtered time, at all. Not one time I opened a porta john and there was a girl and a boy in there partying. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Partying he, he works. Drink, I think everyone gets the picture. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, man, in a porta john, like, like sweetheart. You need to go call your father right now and tell him you need to get out of school. Like, high five the guy. And then that's all that needed to be done there. (laughs) (laughs) No, but that was, that's what you're dealing with there. So, like, I I don't know how good of, for as expensive as a fan experience is in Morgantown these days, I'm not sure that they need to be doing all that. Um, Just a thought. So yeah, it's it's been it's been an interesting. This really started picking up like three, two, three years ago, three or four years ago, and they they get. I mean, they're just having a good time. They're being students, but they leave trash everywhere. And I understand. I mean, I was in a fraternity, and you used yeah. to you used to come around and hang out with us. When you have that big of a group of people together, like no one's, everyone is just dropping beer cans, and it's not anything malicious or anything like that but at the end of the day it's a mess one gratuitous pot usage and yeah. far be it for me to i'm not trying to get on a high horse i'm just saying there's a reason that justin hasn't been able to go to too many games with his eight-year-old girl yet <laughs> so you know teach their own but uh 
But back to the the task at hand, I think we got a tough hill to climb this Saturday. Well, it's going to be tough. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we have no choice but to open up the playbook. I'm anxious to see what Neil can do. I mean, last week was a must-win for him. This week is a. It's not. No, everybody's saying that because everybody says that shit all the time. This week is not a must-win for us. It'd be good to win this one. I hope we win this one. But if we don't if we don't win this one, I'm not going to be surprised. So why the hell wouldn't you just chuck it around a little bit? And at the same time, if we can run the ball, I think what his primary objective is going to be is first downs and keep that defense off the field as uh-huh. much as he can. Very true. I think I think that's the recipe. Um, I think the tight ends are going to be a big factor in the game. I think Cole, we got to find a way to get him in, hit the, in the game, get it, get him the ball. Um, gosh dang, I, I mean, I think Devin Carter's a good player too, man. I think you got to figure out a way to get him the ball too. I think we'll be able to open it up a little bit more. I, They're Nico's susceptible. Credit, Oregon, Oregon chucked it a little. Yeah, to Nico's credit, though, he started 0-3 and completed his last six passes, and a couple of them were big throws. No, the, the, the fade that he had to Fox was good. Yeah. It was a great back shoulder throw. He threw a strong slant to the kid from Martinsburg. Right. Um, the Carter pass in the middle of the field, he threw it on a straight line. It was an RPO, right? Yes, like, I believe so. I believe you're right. Yeah, so I mean, like, I mean, he's got the stuff. He can make all the throws. What he's got to do, and, and the hesitance. I mean, shit. Garrett hadn't gotten their trust yet. They didn't start throwing against Penn State until we were down a couple scores. So it's like, I mean, you know, you're. It's funny though, because Neil's seat is still warm, but Dana's is way hotter. I think. Uh huh. God, he's got a he's got a ridiculous deal. Everyone complains about our our guy's deal, but Dana's deal is pretty what, what, hefty. What, how many years does he have? About like fully guaranteed? I I'm, I'd have to look it up, but I don't think they're very happy with him. And and the NFL owners would never allow something like that to happen, would they? No, never. <laughs> Not in a million years. Oh, it's funny. It's but, still and and they're still trying to figure out this. I mean, paying the kids. Do you see what's that lawsuit that's going on in Florida? Or no, a guy that got drafted by the Bears, like, didn't get paid because. Did you see this thing? Is this the guy so, who has to give like fifteen percent of his earnings, or maybe even higher than that, for the rest of his career to? Yeah. Some nil deal he signed. Yeah. That's the problem, man. There's going to be a lot of sharks coming oh, after yeah. these kids. And in the, the full year, every year, all the time, recruiting shit. I, I think there's some there's some wins for the kids, but they got to protect them a little better than that. Because, man, I can't think of a dumber son of a bitch I've ever met in my life than me when I was 19. So, yeah. like, I mean, and and I had a support system. I had I had parents that I could talk to. A lot of guys aren't blessed to be in that position. So, I mean, it's interesting to see. I know 10 years from now, things are going to look a lot different. I just wonder what that means. Who knows? I don't think anybody knows. I don't either, but I like that we have a guy now, Ren, who seems in tune with that kind of shit. He's shaking the right kind of hands, kissing the right babies. I I think coming out of this weekend and even the Sweet Caroline thing, like we would have never done that when we were in school because the president – 
had a stick up his ass and yeah. the AD, I mean, they just, it was a different time. And, and Ren strikes me more as more like one of us, like a fan. And well, it's, it's, you got to appease that. That's yeah, important. It, it really is. I, I know the last guy kind of fucked up the fundraising apparatus and he was more of a compliance guy. And yeah, that's, that was like, it's that, like where he came from though. That's like getting yeah. mad at a reporter for reporting. Exactly. I mean, that was his job in the NCAA. I mean, he's a rules guy. Yeah. The last thing you write, you need right now is a mall cop. You want a guy no. who's going to basically push the envelope on rules and a little bit of a used car salesman. Yep. Come. Yep. Maybe <laughs> more, from, gambler. more from the uh, school of Jerry Tarkanian than uh, com- uh, <laughs> the fucking NCAA. That thrives now, man. That's the thing. That's that's the deal. Yeah. That's what it's going to take. I'm I'm anxious to see. You know, basketball is going to be a crapshoot too. That's going to be really. <laughs> now that we, it's like the YMCA. Every time a team loses, a completely different bunch takes the floor. That's our basketball program right now. Um, but but football too, man. I mean, it's impossible to know these kids' names, and they change jersey numbers and stuff. I'll tell you what, the Lee Coba. And um, what's the other linebacker? Lathan. Um, yeah. He balled out. Lathan balled out. Reed was raving about him. And he watches – I watch offensive linemen. He watches linebackers. He does. Yeah, he would know better. Probably <laughs> about as good as anybody. Yeah, so he's 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 talking that guy up. Um, well, I think that roughing the substitution there was a good thing. I mean, yeah. you can't lose, you can't lose the, the other guy. I mean – Wilson Lamp, he's a sophomore, but there's probably a reason a senior has a little bit more, you know, it is not going to miss an assignment. And that's the key. Like, you miss an assignment on the line, you might still get 10 yards. You miss an assignment in the secondary, and everybody hates your guts. <laughs> it's pretty noticeable. It's pretty noticeable. Can't miss a tackle either. But the guys in the middle of the field kept the ball in front of them. Maybe that's the recipe, but we've got, like, what is this? Um, was Slaw Shaw? This is what his tenth year of college football. I feel like he's one of those guys. Which guy? Who's that? Tyler Shaw or Shaw? I don't know. The the uh, I'm jumping. I'm changing gears on you. The Texas Tech QB. I've not watched Texas Tech this year at all. I don't know anything about them. They're the exact same. Are they? They throw the ball more than they run. They're decent all over the place. And um, but they they threw the ball a lot. They've got some big ass receivers. So we're thin at corner too. I I don't know what what we'll do. I I know they 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 said they figured it out. They watched the Penn State tape and figured out where they messed up coverage wise. But they didn't put it in against Duquesne because they didn't want to show it for Pitt. Which yeah, they, I heard you say that. That yeah. sounded like bullshit. Yeah, it sounded like bullshit to me because. Coaches are full of shit. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, they are. I mean, they're 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 business managers. I'm a business manager. You, you got to shine the turd. <laughs> shine the turd. <laughs> that's eighty percent of their job is explaining and having a plan. And um, but I think I think we got a a good free safety in Burks, and I think Beanie Bishop is a very he's a good cornerback. But let me ask you this. I thought that the guy last year that I thought was going to be good. Um, I'm looking at the cornerbacks right now. Floyd? 
spells. Oh, spells? I don't know what's up with him. Dude, he's buried now. He can't get on the field. He might have to play Saturday. Cause I think he's going to have to, but here's the thing, man. You, like like Reed pointed out to me, you're going to have a hell of a time rotating, guys. They're going to run no huddle, mm-hmm. and you're not going to be able to – like, we're cycling defensive linemen in like crazy. Did you notice that? Yeah, I did notice that. I mean, more than, than I can remember us doing in a long time, which tells me either they think they need to be fresh or we have depth, which I, both things are good. Again, back to coaches being full of shit. They said in the offseason, the defensive line coach said, I like our guys. We got six or seven guys that can play, and I really like what we have here. And, you, <clears throat> you know, I heard those comments, and I was like, okay, whatever, buddy. Like, you lost Stills and Jefferson. Like, tell me another one. But they, they held their own against Penn State. And Penn State, they has, did. Penn State is a very good line, and they have two of the best running backs in the country. They held Duquesne to three yards, which that's what a good defensive line would do to an FCS school. And then yeah. I, I think Pitt, again, physical team. They want to run the ball. They, they're, they're just going to try to run it down your throat. And like we said, after the first series, they really held their own and, and looked great. So uh, and Another thing I wanted to address was a center. Um, going back to my first time getting on the field, I played the North-South game and um, played center. I, I played tackle my senior year in high school, but they wanted to put me in a position I was going to be playing at the next level. And I'd never snapped shotgun before. And we kicked the shit out of the South in the North-South game. And it would have been even worse if I hadn't sailed three or four balls over our quarterback's head during that game. Um, your primary concern, really your only concern, the first time I ever got in the game was against the Kent State Golden Flashes. And they had they had a quarterback who ended up returning punts in the NFL for a long time, Josh Cribbs. And um I remember him. He had, well, big... I got in it, he had an eighty five yard run. Yeah. It was like the longest run in the history by an opponent in Mountaineer football history yeah. at Mountaineer Field. <clears throat> but, I barely uh, he, remember uh, that game. I was I was blacked out drunk at that game. Well you you had to be to watch us play that year. <laughs> We went three and eight or something. We did score eighty points against Rutgers, though. Oh wow! You remember that? Oh, I do. I was there. Sean Hackett punted a ball into the stands. Yeah, we had like <laughs> three fumble returns for touchdowns. Yeah, it was awesome. But we scored all of our points in that one game. But uh, I get in the field. I get on the field against against Kent State, and I could f- hear a little group of supporters, Moorfield kids going crazy up in the student section. Like, um, and I'm like, I don't give a fuck if I block this guy. I don't care if he kills everybody behind me. This ball had better fucking go to the quarterback. <laughs> so, so, and then years later, every once in a while, you just have a practice. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? You've snapped like three balls to the right. So that, and the reason I bring this up, the Nico fumble, it was not a good snap. The play was a bust, but nobody's snapping the ball to the right or the left of the quarterback because they're right or left-handed. I can tell you that right now. That doesn't have okay. <laughs> Fuck no. He was pulling left, so he was turning his asshole uh-huh. towards the other sideline. Guess where the ball's going to go? Wherever you're turning your asshole. <laughs> so, like, it went a little bit to the right of Nico, and, and he didn't con- – what he needed to do was just, unfortunately, jump on the fucking thing. You know, live yeah. Grenade, oh yeah, yeah. You know, take one for the team, but uh, I mean, I appreciate what he tried to do. He tried to make the play happen, but it wasn't going to. The play was too bar at that point. Mm-hmm. 
but it, that's a tough one. That's that's a quarterback's fumble, I guess. But I mean, and I hate to throw any salt on Zach because he's our best player, I think. But it, it's just one of those things, battery thing. They'll talk about it in the film, and what they'll say is, next time fall on that fucking ball. Don't try to make something out of it. You're not going to be able to run a zone read, you know, that far behind anyway. Live to play find another day. day. But it turned out, I mean, two plays later, we kind of locked the game up. Yeah. <laughs> After homeboy threw the ball right to our guys, right to Burks. Thank God the other team had Phil Jerkovich. Man, Jerkovich. Jerkovich. You win a game against your arch rival with freaking your backup quarterback. That is tremendous. I don't care. Yeah. And, and my big takeaway is, is I think we physically kick their ass. I thought so. I think you can say that, and it it holds up. Our offensive line is tough. Our yeah. defensive line played tough. Uh, I'm concerned, still concerned on the back end of the defense, but good teams have bad days there. Um, if we can get the ball, the other thing I wrote down, they turned the ball over four times. They 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 beat Oregon. That game. That game was at Texas Tech, wasn't it? It was in Lubbock. Yeah, they lost to Oregon. I meant to say that yeah, they right. they lost, but they they turned the ball over four times. Oregon didn't turn it over once, and Oregon beat them by eight points. Yeah, I think they turned it over against Wyoming too, right? Once. Okay. So Wyoming actually had two turnovers. They had one. So, I, it, but it was a major turnover, I think. Yeah. How did it, Wyoming win that game? Because didn't Wyoming go down like fourteen pretty quickly? It was ugly, man. It just got they just drug them into the mud. It was – they should not have lost that game. Like, it was uh, – I'm not going to pretend to remember every key element of that game. That was at the end of my night on a Saturday, the opening week of college football. It's on the blank there. But um, it uh, it was ugly. And did, did it did it go into overtime? I don't, I don't know. It was the very end of the game. And it just – it was ugly. But they hit the tight end a couple times. The quarterback made some runs, but they didn't do anything good. They were outgained by 100 yards if you look at the box score. Wyoming had no business winning that game. It wasn't a away game, though. So, I don't know why you go on the road and play those games. Well, it's the, suicidal. Yeah, the the betting markets agree with you on this being a tough one for the Mountaineers because I think it opened up at, like, three, and it's it's up to five and a half to six now. Really? Yeah. They must have watched the pit game. Probably they did. Um, <laughs> they think our defense or our offense is inept. I would I would say so, but I, I don't mind that. I don't either. I I think there's a market in the Big Twelve for being physical. I really do, and I th- Kansas State kind of does it. We did it with Skylar Howard that we, one year. You're right. You are a hundred percent correct. We had a good we had a good center that year too. Orlowski, the line was real good, good center. Is he on the staff? I don't. I think he's coaching somewhere. I don't know where, but I think he's working. He was on our staff for a while. Um, we also had Wendell Smallwood, right? Yeah, you had Wendell Smallwood. Um, there was the guy who who's <coughs> since gotten in major trouble. We oh talk shit! About yeah, that. we don't. We don't talk about him. I think did was Kennedy McCoy a freshman? I don't remember. I, I that yeah we it was deep, a, we had a deep it was heavy game. Wendell. Heavy yeah, window, heavy, heavy window. Yeah, no, we. I think yeah. do we have shell? We might have had shell too. We may have. I think window won the 
the Big 12 rushing title that year or was damn close to it. Uh, I'm pretty sure he was first team on conference. Yeah, how about but, all the good running backs we've had and the guy who, who stuck around the most in recent history was in the NFL, stuck around the NFL most was Wendell Smallwood. I know. You never crazy. know, man. NFL is all about fit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of pro guys, commentators, whatnot, to think that David Carr could have been a superstar if he'd landed somewhere else. But he played with two of the worst lines in the history of football. I think, <laughs> I think that he got sacked like 70 and 75 times his first two years. <laughs> so that takes that takes miles off of you. Yeah. It's like doing burnouts to your tires. So, and, and same for, I mean, especially that position, but all the other ones too. And, and Smallwood was a hell of a player, but yeah, you're right. How does it, I could never figure out, like, how did Noel Devine get a cup of tea in the NFL? I don't, who knows? I don't know. I sure as hell don't. I, 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 no I, idea. Could, I couldn't figure that one out. I mean, <clears throat> it's like I go back to Morefield High School. When I was in college, and we ran no huddle at Moorfield, they in no huddle at WVU. And I got people coming up to me saying, well, why aren't they recruiting this guy? We run a no huddle. Doesn't it make sense to have him? And, and I'm like, just looking at this guy, like, you don't understand how fast the running backs I play with are, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's like, so maybe I kind of sound like that talking this shit. I don't know. Who knows? But, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's going to be – it's going to be a tall, tall order this weekend. This is a big one for us, though. Like like we talked last week, man. You look down our schedule, it's littered with games we can win or lose. And this is one of them. I, I um, agree. I, I do think the fact that they've kicked our ass the last four years, I kind of liken it to two years ago when Baylor just stomped us at Baylor. And then last year we turned around and beat them. I think it's – Best case scenario, that's that's how this game unfolds. I I I, I don't hate our chances, and then there's like we t- we talked about this last week. Winning is a habit, mm-hmm. and it. I mean, you win on Saturday, it makes work on Tuesday and Wednesday. When I played, those were the the full pads days or the shells days, work days. It didn't seem to suck as bad. Um, you walked around campus and the mood was good. You could feel it mm-hmm. in the same with losses. So losses are consistent and habit forming. Wins are consistent and habit forming. If we if we can get into a rhythm, uh, I think it's important that we get off to a good start. Um, I'd just like to see us first possession. If we can go run the ball and get two first downs, that that would make me feel pretty good. Um, if we open up the playbook and throw the ball a little bit, I, like we said earlier, I saw Nico throw a fade or nice fade. I saw him throw a good slant to Clement. I saw him throw a good in route to, to Carter. <laughs> That's a lot of the throws you need to make right there. So give him, give him the keys a little bit and defense, take the ball away. If yeah. we can win the possession, if we can take the ball away from him a couple of times, which shot has four, t- he has four INTs and two and then a fumble. In the first three games, he's got five turnovers. If we can get the ball from him two or three times, take care of it like we have, I like our chances. Yeah. I I, I don't think we can win a game in the 40s. 
<laughs> Probably not. Probably not. I got I got West Virginia 27-24. I said 27-21. Here we go. I'll take the extra field goal. Yeah. If they I, kick one right off the bat, I'll I'll feel good. But I think I think we got a good chance. We got a puncher's chance, but we 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 can't do this milk toast bullshit like we did the second half of the Pittsburgh game again. I think I think what we were facing dictated that. I, I, I don't think I don't think that our offensive staff felt the need. And we were talking. Did you see the Benny Bishop quote? Yes, you did. Yes. This this you don't say things like this often, and I don't think you'd say this maybe if if you knew that the cow was coming back next year. But this is a quote from Beanie Bishop on pick quarterback Phil Dracovic. We knew coming into the game, too, that their quarterback, he wasn't good at his job. That says something. True words have never been spoken, right? I mean, it turns out, again, like I was watching on Twitter. I'm like, man, I watched this guy play Boston College. He was pretty good. Poor bastard. He had one of the worst games I've ever seen. Yeah, and how much do you think they protected, Nico? Like, Okay, we can run the ball from pretty, a playbook standpoint pretty well. The defense, I th- the defense has got it. This guy doesn't have to do anything. Like, well, I think what they thought was the only way we can lose this game is if the young guy turns the ball over. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're. I think you're a hundred percent right. I, I'm relieved that that punt, dude. By the way, one last thing. That stupid fucking punt formation thing. Get rid of that. And I, I think it's the design, like there's an option to run there or something. Uh-huh. Um, I'd love to ask McAfee what he thinks of that shit. But um, it worked once with the pooch punt. The only reason that that guy was already in the end zone, usually when a guy punts, they got to run down and catch it. Mm-hmm. He was already turning around to come back. That's yeah. how long he fucked around. Like you can't do that shit. Like that guy didn't even, the, the, the guy that jumped in the air, like he didn't, he wasn't even that far down the field. Like, that was one of the worst blocked punts I've ever seen. Like it's like we, we blocked the punt for them. It, it seemed like he was holding onto the ball way too long, and they they almost got one earlier in the game. And the one where he laid it down on the one yard line, McDonough made a comment like it seems like he was holding onto that for a long yeah. time. Were they looking at a fake there? And and I noticed it too. But it, I don't like that. Let's let's not do that too much. Agreed. Bring back the rugby punt. You know he can Punts rugby of, punt. He's from fucking Australia. That's right. Punts have not been kind to the Mountaineers over the no. years. And there, that, that at that point, I was like, "Oh, here we go." This is yeah, but so defense, but typical the, West Virginia. But as important as the turnovers that we had, is that where we stopped them on fourth down? I think it. I think it is. Yeah, that was huge. Like the I defense don't even, standing up, catching. That was that was fantastic. What were they doing? Why were they in a hurry? They, well, they're watching it on the NFL. I'm sure they talked about it. But you got to let the rest of your team know too. Yeah. Like, like our defense was ready to their credit too. Like, how many times have you been yelling at the TV? Fucking put your hand on the ground, line up. Like watching defensive players, our guys got on the ball and they whooped ass and they got in the backfield and made the play. I think that was that um, Mike Lockhart. Yeah, he made that play. I think he had a couple in that game. He was in their backfield. He he looked really good. They're, they're young tackle, too. Did, isn't that right after we knocked their tackle out of the game? I think so, yeah. And the replacement was in there, and he fucked up. That's what they pointed out on TV. Okay. He went, like, to the linebacker. That's <laughs> some young and bullshit. Yeah. yeah. If you blocked the linebacker on a quarterback sneak on fourth and one, <laughs> you probably didn't block somebody else. <laughs> <clears throat>
Well, I, I mean, so you, you got us winning. I like it. I think I think we got a good chance, but we're going to have to I play do. well. I, I feel very 50-50 about it. I'm not going to put it on the parlay. No, no. Maybe it's, if it gets up to a touchdown, we'll see. Uh, you never know. But I, I, I like, I think, and the other thing about winning home games, people keep coming back, man. Yeah. Had a pretty good time last Saturday. Tailgate scene was nice. It like, was incredible. That's one of the top three ever. Maybe the best. Damn. That's it was, awesome. It good. was unbelievable. I mean, it was too and crowded, kids, but you'll take kids one of stayed the whole game. That doesn't happen much. No, my oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The students stayed the whole game. You're right. But yeah, that was it, it looked great on TV. The striping. That's always a risky move. You yeah. gotta like I, I don't like to wear yellow. I'm a pretty big guy. I look like a fucking banana. I'm I'm all blue and gray, dude. I don't wear <laughs> I don't wear gold. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. So like that's a commitment, man. A lot of people put yellow on for that game. <laughs> yeah. But uh I don't know. Hopefully you have a good week of practice. Hopefully CJ's ankle's really okay. I mean they said he was fine, but he didn't come back in the game. Yeah, he feel- yeah, that's what they said. I think he'll be fine. I th- I'd feel better if he did. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to see Jaheim White, though. Well, two things I hope for this week. I hope I hope the Mountaineers win the game Saturday, and I hope my dog can start having solid bowel movements so I don't have to let her out every 15 minutes <laughs> after she eats an entire pizza Saturday night. <laughs> oh, gosh. What a it's nightmare. It's been rough. <laughs> yeah. Woke up and I was like, man, did I, did I fart? Nope. There's 10 pounds of dog shit in the kitchen. <laughs> I can't think Read of awakening. Better, I can't think of a better way to end it on than, than that. <laughs> so, Put a bow on it, man. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a good ending. Well, I think we'll do this again, Whitey. This might be a I, weekly a, segment. I, it's fun, man. I'm enjoying it. It keeps me heavily engaged, and I'm not allowed to turn the TV off if things get bad. Good. So. It makes me a better fan, but uh, I appreciate you, man. Thanks for having me on, and uh, look forward to doing it again. All right.